kings and priests, is what the scripture says in the book of Revelations. We are, we are royal priesthood and we are kings and priests. Now, we have to understand something that, that the text talks about David, who is at a place called Jerusalem. And he is at a place of ease because if we note that he did not go to battle as he supposed to have gone to battle because he was the king. But he sends other people out to battle. Remember now, he's the king. He is supposed to be the one leading in battle. But what he does is, the Bible talks about how he sends Joab. Now, the name Joab and who Joab is, this is very important to understand. Joab is David's nephew, and his mother's name was Zariah. And that, that, that name meaning is pain or tribulation of the Lord. And Joab was the builder of eternal things. He sends Joab, the builder of eternal things. And where he sends him to, uh, to battle against are the, the children of Amon. Amon means the builder of the flesh. And the Bible talks about him besieging Rabbi, which means abundance or increase. But the problem is David is out of position. He's out of position. David meaning beloved, David finds himself back in Jerusalem, a place of peace, and he is at a place of ease. Remember, kings, during the springtime, we go to battle. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what are you trying to say? He said, right now, because of the vaccine that has been given, He said, America has found itself at ease. It's it's, it's, it's a place of, uh, uh, they found themselves at a place of being comfortable. They're at ease. But yet, we need to remain on our post because springtime is the time when kings go to battle. See, something happens now when, when, when we are out of position and we're supposed to be on the battlefield. Okay? He was out of position. He was in a place of ease. He had had many victories, so he sends out Joab, that eternal builder. But but yet it was not his nephew's place to go to battle because all the kings went to battle. And when we think about who we are in God, who we are in God, who the body of Christ is in God, we are kings and priests, and we should never get to a place where we are at ease. We should remain on the battlefield. Okay? He's relaxing. So I took the liberty. I I, I, I took the liberty to continue to listen to the Lord. So let's go to the book of Amos. Let's go to the book of Amos. The book of Amos. We're going to deal with the ease. Remember now, David, the beloved, he's at ease in Jerusalem. He's relaxing like most Christians do when there's not a battle going on in our life we get relaxed when things are are going good we get relaxed and that's when the enemy catches us off guard can I get amen when we're comfortable 
when we're comfortable and everything's going good and we don't seem to have financial problems or home problems or seems like everything is going just wonderful, we find ourselves at a place of ease. Now, in the book of Amos, chapter number 6, remember now, David is a Jerusalem, but he was supposed to be on the battlefield, but he's at a place of ease. Now, the book of Amos, chapter number 6, verse number 1. Are we there? All right, it says, the first word is woe. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Now, that word Zion there means Jerusalem. It's a synonym for Jerusalem. So he's saying, woe to those that are at ease in Jerusalem and trust in the mountain of Samaria, which are called or which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. In other words, he's, 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 God is saying he's in a place of security. He's, he's comfortable. He's comfortable. The circumstances in life has made him comfortable. Sometimes the circumstances in our lives makes us comfortable. comfortable. But God saying, woe to them that are at ease in Jerusalem, in that place of peace, when in actuality we're supposed to be on the battlefield. Christians never entangle themselves with the world. Amen? According to Scripture. Huh. So we should always be ready and be positioned for battle because we are supposed to, to lead out front. <clears throat> One of the things that happened over the past uh, uh, couple of weeks was the fact that uh, uh, House of Destiny uh, sponsored a water drive. And, and it, was, it, was, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was beyond anything I have really seen as far as unity in the body of Christ. And, and, and because it was... I begin to think about we as the body of Christ, we are supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to be out front. And the world is supposed to follow. So if the body of Christ is, is unified, if we begin to, to, to unify ourselves as we ought to do, then the world will have that example. But if we are out of position or, or if we are at a place of ease, then they don't have anybody to follow. So, so don't ever get comfortable in the circumstances of life. I don't care how good it is. It doesn't matter uh, uh, about how secure it might be or we think it might be because God can move it at any given time. So, so it's important that we do not be at ease during a time of peace because the Bible says when it says peace and safety, then comes destruction, sudden destruction, because the people were at ease. Christians, God has done some wonderful things, but please don't come off of your guard. Stay on guard because, see, this thing is not over yet. Hmm. But right now we think everything is fine, but I'm here to tell you, God says, it's not over yet. Get to remain on the battlefield. Springtime is when you and I, as kings and priests, we go to battle. And we stay on the battlefield. Are you with me? Now, the next thing we need to understand is, what is the significance of this particular text there in Second Samuel chapter 1? What is so significant about David 
who he is and the fact that he was at a place of ease. Now, let's go to the book of 2 Samuel. We're going back to 2 Samuel, chapter number 2. 2 Samuel, chapter number 2. This is what we're going back to. Got to understand now, we, 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 we're laying groundwork here. 2 Samuel, chapter number 2, reading verse number 3, starts says, and it says, And his men, talking about David, that were with him, did David bring up, Every man with his household, and they dwelt in the cities of Hebron. Verse number four is key. It says, and the men of Judah came there. They anointed David king over the house of Judah. And they told David, saying that the men of Jezebel Gilead were they that bear itself. We don't, we're not looking at the B clause of that, but it's the, the A clause in verse number four that we're looking at. David had been anointed king over Judah. Why is that significant? It's something about the anointing of God when you go to battle. If you got the anointing, whenever you go to battle, the Bible talks about how the anointing br- uh, break yokes. It destroys yokes. Okay? Now, Remember who he is, what his position is. He has been appointed and anointed by the people for him to be king over Judah. Got that? Now, let's go, let's go to the book of Judges. Let's go to the book of Judges. Going somewhere, building. The book of Judges. The book of Judges. Are we there? Now, looking at verse number one in the book of Judges. Remember, David has been anointed. He's been appointed king. Chapter number one. He's been king over, he's been appointed king over Judah. Judges chapter number one. Here's another part of the significance. All right? Now, verse number one says, Now, after the death of Joshua... It came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? Look at verse number two. It says, And the Lord said, Who said it? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. You see, we have to understand, God had given instructions for Judah to lead the way. Judah was to go first. But when we don't send forth that anointing first, then what happens is we can sometimes cause ourselves lose many battles. The instructions of the Lord was for Judah to go up first. In other words, David was supposed to be the point where he was supposed to be leading the way. The body of Christ is supposed to lead the way. Amen. The body of Christ is not supposed to be the tail. We're supposed to be the head. Can I get an amen? <laughs> the body of Christ. So, so we have to understand now that, that there's the anointing and there are also the instructions. Now, the Lord, should, he revealed this to me, and I, I don't want to mess this up. He says now, in the end time, and this is where we are in the end time. He says, 
there are three anointings that will be operating in the end time. That's why it's so significant that we do not be at ease in Zion or be at ease in Jerusalem. Amen. Because the first anointing that that's going to be operating in this end time is the anointing of Judah. Now, Judah is the ruling anointing. It rules with authority. Judah is fearless, is victorious, and it is set up first. It's sent up first. It's sent up first. That Judah anointing. See, that remnant, the remnant that's, that's going to be operating in the end time will need all three of these anointings. The Judah anointing, the ruling authority. It's fearless. We show you in scripture why it says that. It's fearless. Hmm. Hmm. It's like a lion. It combats fear and anxiety and panic attacks. How many of us go through some panic attacks sometimes? We're fearful, fearful of what's going on or what's going what's to happen. See, in the end time, we've got to have that Judah anointing. Got to have that Judah anointing. The second anointing that's going to be operating in the end time is the anointing of Issachar. The Issachar. It's that anointing that observes, is attentive, it has awareness, it watches its surroundings, it has insight and understanding. And we're going to go to the scriptures there to support all three of these anointings. The Issachar anointing. You observe your surroundings. You observe your surroundings. It's not like you have to worry about what the newscast is going to tell you. Because what's going to happen is you're going to be in tune to a channel called God's channel. See, God's going to be downloading instructions and information and revelations in this end time. And if you are part of that remnant, you, you will be fearless. You'll be bold. That, that will be nothing that comes up that you will be afraid of. But here is another anointing. And we're going to go that to the scriptures as well. The Zebulon Anointing. These are those that habitat or dwell in the spirit, that dwellers in the spirit. They receive of the higher revelation. Everybody's not going to be there. They receive of the higher revelation. Those that will, now get this, those that will cross over into the age and they will come and bring back the hidden manna that's in the other age. That is that Zebulon anointing. These three anointings will be operating in the end time. The Judah anointing, the Issachar, the one that's always observant, aware of his surroundings. And then you've got that Zebulon anointing, one that they will go over, be able to cross over into another age and bring back that hidden manner. That means that hidden knowledge. And it will bring it back to those that's on the other side. See, that's the end time anointings. Amen. Now, let's go, let's, let's go now to Genesis chapter number 49. Amen. Genesis chapter number 49. We won't be, be before you long. Genesis chapter number 49. Are we there? Hmm. 
Remember we talked about the Judah anointing, one that goes up first. He's victorious and he rules with authority. But David is king over Judah, but he is at a place of ease when he was supposed to be out in battle, leading the battle. Now, why is it so important that Judah goes out first? Now, verse number 8 in Genesis chapter number 49. Are we there? It says, now, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. And verse number 9 says, Judah... Is a lion swept uh, from the prey, and my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, and, an, and then it says, as an old a lion, he shall rouse him up. So, so, so that Judah, Jude, Judah is, is talks about how he's like the lion. If you think about the lion, a lion is courageous. A lion is strong. He's, he's successful against his enemy. See, that's the anointing. That, that, that is what, what's going to be going up first. And that's why it's important because, see, everybody's not courageous. You have to be careful who you go to battle with. Because <laughs> you might mess around and get killed. But you got to be very careful. So he's talking about Judah. That's why it's so important because, see, you've got to have somebody that got some spirit, some gumption, that, that's willing when they go to battle, they don't mind dying because they know what happens even if they die in the natural. You have to have somebody that's willing to, to go against the enemy. See, one thing about the lion, the lion, it, 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 it lies in wait for his prey. It never gets in a hurry because it's always understanding that it has strength. But in the latter part of verse number 9, it talks about how he stooped down, he crouched as a lion and as an old lion. Hmm. In other words, when talking about that old lion, he is in full strength. He has arrived in full strength. That's why it's so important that David would go up to battle first and not be at ease because of the courageous. Because, see, David had won so many battles, and because he had won so many, so many battles, and because of the bloodshed, he was not allowed to build the house of God. That's why it was passed on to his son. Hmm. And then looking at the Issachar anointing, looking at verse Number 14 in Genesis chapter number 49. Look what it says now in Genesis chapter number 49, verse number 14. It said, Issachar is a strong ass crouching down between two burdens. It don't mind caring folk. See, a burden is a weight. And then it says, and look at verse number 15. It says, and he saw that rest was good and the land that it was pleasant. And he bowed his shoulders to bear and became a servant unto tribute. In other words, that, 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 that Issachar anointing, you, you, you're observing, you're watchful. You're very watchful. Hmm. 
You're aware of your surroundings. You are attentive. You you are aware of everything around you. You have spiritual insight. Spiritual insight. You don't have to worry about, as we forestated, you do not have to worry about where you're going to get your information from. Because most people these days, they get their information from the media. Amen. But see, if if, during this end time, if you have that Issachar anointing, you're going to be tuned in to the channel of God. It's just like God has told us many things even before that happened. That's because we were tuned in to the channel of God. And see, when you're tuned in to the channel of God, God will download you that information and you will be aware of your surroundings. You don't have to worry about CNN, MSNBC, and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about the news media. Because, see, the one that's going to be giving you the information and the revelation of everything going on is the channel of God. That's why it's so important we be in tune to the channel of God. That's why it's so important that we, we, we hear what God has to say, how we need to put our ear to God's mouth so when he speaks, we don't miss anything that he's saying. We're talking about in these end times because, see, right now we are in the end times. And some of us, like it is now, going to be sleeping. Because, see, some of us are sleeping right now. <laughs> We're at ease, spiritually as well as physically. We're sleeping. And, and we're going to find ourselves out of position and wondering what we need to do when God we begin has already told us what needs to happen, what needs not to happen. We should always be the kings that's going to battle on the battlefield. Some of us are taking a vacation. You know, vacations for what? Relaxing, enjoying. <laughs> Some of us are taking a, a spiritual vacation. And we don't need to take a spiritual vacation. We don't need to do that. Because, see, our reliance has to be on God, on the Holy Spirit. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to, to download into us. I'm talking about springtime when kings go to battle. How many folks are kings in the house? Huh. you got to know who you are. you got to know who you've been called to be. Some of us still live, living like peasants. Well, we don't have to be because, see, we are kings and, and kings and priests. We are royal priesthood. But we're going to be caught of God because we are at ease in our Jerusalem. <laughs> the Bible says, woe to those that's at ease in Zion. Woe, woe, woe to those. But then, then, looking at um, Genesis chapter 49, and looking at verse number 13, and I really got excited here. I, I really got excited because it, verse 13 says, Zabalon shall dwell at the haven of the sea. Now, the sea means the spirit. And he shall be for a haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Now, that, that anointing there. It's where you, you, you dwell, your dwellers of the spirit, your, your, your habitation is in the spirit. 
See, everybody don't dwell in the spirit. Because, see, in order to dwell in the spirit, you got to spend some time with God. That, that habitation, you got to spend time with God. And see, we, we get so caught up in our flesh. That, that, that's why Joab had to besiege Amon because, see, the eternal things of God has to besiege, has to destroy that spiritual flesh. And many of us operate in the flesh. But if you dwell in the spirit, oh, my God, when you, when, when you, when you dwell in the spirit, see, you'll receive revelations. When, when you get by yourself, huh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. When, when, when you get by yourself, when you, you and God is there together, nothing to distract you, God begin to download revelation. And it will literally blow your mind. You see, in the end time, those that have that anointing, that Zebulun anointing, those that dwell in the Spirit will receive things of God. And when they receive the things of God, the Holy Spirit said, what they'll do, what they'll be doing, they will be crossing over into that age and they will bring back hidden matter. That means, in other words, not wisdom and knowledge and ever wisdom and knowledge and understanding, revelations that you've never received before. That's why Paul said he he went by himself for three years and he received the revelations from God. How many want those anointed operating those anointings in the end time? You see, you got to understand now. You you you're important. You, that those anointings are important to bring over, cross over, into another age, and bring back hidden manna. Lord, it's awesome to cross over into another age, to the kingdom age, and bring back that hidden revelation, that 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 hidden manna to your brothers and sisters. Do you know how important your job is? Do you know how important it is to have those anointings in the end time? Because, see, people are going to be looking to the body of Christ. They're not going to be look, looking to the, to, the, to the media for information of what's going to happen. Trust the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Trust the Holy Spirit. See, you'll receive higher revelations. And let, let me tell you something. Everybody won't understand Everybody won't get it. Because, see, you're a part of the remnant. I had some friends, and we've been talking, talking scripture. We're not gossiping. We've been talking scripture. And as we talked about scripture, and we talked about the revelations and, and, and that hidden manner, that, that if you've got that anointing, you'll be able to, to bring it over because you've crossed over into one era and you're coming back into that old era and you're going to be releasing that revelation that God has given you. She said, well, you know, I tried to explain that thing about the church age is ending and, and, and how about the, the kingdom age. And she said, those people, they did not understand. I said, that's because they have not been dwelling in the Spirit. They didn't understand. What do you mean the church age is going to end? That means church as we know it. Not the church is going to disappear because we are the church. But that age, that, that time, see that time of grace, that's why we better get saved now. Because that, that, that time is going to cease because God's going to give, Christ is going to give it back to his father according to the scripture. But then she said this. She said, when I tried to explain it, because she said, the revelation, she said, it's phenomenal. And then she said, 
They had not a clue. And not only did she say they did not have a clue, but she also said even the pastor didn't have a clue. Because one of the sisters was saying, we got to go out, we got to do kingdom work. It's about the kingdom. We need to do kingdom work. And the pastor had not a clue what she was talking about. You're blessed. House of Destiny, you're blessed. You're blessed. You are blessed. Because you have that, uh, that anointing that you have those revelations. God downloads and some of you all, some of you all don't say a word. Because you're too afraid to say what God said. The devil is a lie. If he say it, I'm going to release it. I'm going to release it. We, can, we, we, we need to find those people. Those people that's going to be that's part of the remnant. And sit down at their feet. And hear what God has released into that spirit. And when you do that, you will be surprised how much more you'll grow. You you all have grown phenomenal. And that sister went on to say, they're still babes in Christ. And they've been in the church 40 years. 50 years, still babes and crying. As Paul said, I want to give you meat, but you're still on milk. And the reason why you're still on milk, because you, you grumble and you complain and you fuss and argue. He said, you're still on milk. I want to give you meat. They can't even handle me because they are still babes in Christ. That's sad. That's very sad. Hmm. Now. Let's go, let's go again to the book of Judges. Let's go again to the book of Judges. We're going to work for this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The book of Judges, chapter number five. Thank you, chapter number five, the book of Judges. Still talking about that Zebulun's anointing. Hmm. Praise God. Judges chapter number 5. Are we there? Verse 14. Verse 14 says, Out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin, among thy people. Out of Micah came down governors. But watch about Zebulun. And out of Zebulun, they had that handle. The pen of the writer. Out of Zelion, they that handle the pen of the writer. You see, those that connects with that anointing, that spirit there, they are writers for God. They're writers for God. You see, we we have a whole lot of books out here, but not a whole lot of anointing. And it had not been penned by the Holy Spirit. But when you cross over into that era and bring back that hit manner, I can't even begin to imagine in my mind what would literally be in that book. 
Because that is hidden manna that we've never experienced before. But that is the anointing in the end time that will also be operating. I wonder how many of you and those that's out there are going to be those writers of that hidden manner that you're going to bring back in that other era. Is it too deep to believe <laughs> that God can handle you like that, use you like that? See, these are the anointings that's imperative to be used in these end times. You got to have that Judah anointing. You got to be bold as a lion. You got to have some. We can't have no coward soldiers in the army of God sitting at ease when you're supposed to be in battle. You got to be fierce, courageous. Come up against those panic attacks. Bind up those spirits that's operating. The, the, God spoke to me yesterday. He said, Brenda, he said, right now, he said, there's a spirit of contention that's trying to operate in house of destiny. A spirit of contention. Confusion. The devil is a lie. I bind that spirit right now in the name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb. People being confused has never been confused. Come on. Know what spirit is operating. Because if that spirit is trying to stop what God is bringing forth. You have no idea. We have no idea what's coming. What that hidden manner is. But if the devil thinks he can. Anytime the devil come up against you. You better know you're packing something. You better know you're carrying something. If you're never on attack. You ain't got nothing. But when you come up on attack, it's because the devil is scared of you. Because you're walking in that anointing of God. Sitting that, that, ooh, I almost called it a word that wasn't quite right. It's almost like it's a female spirit that's operating. But that B word, that's what came up in my spirit. But I couldn't say it because I didn't think it was right to say it. You know how it is. Some words you just don't say in church. Amen. Some words you don't say. But that spirit has got to go. It won't operate here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Because the blood is on the doorposts of this house. And it cannot operate here. It will not operate here. God has done too much for this house. God has used this house as as an example. Not by might. Not our might. Nor by power. But it's by the spirit of the Lord that God is operating and allowing this house to do what it is doing. It's the Lord. He rules and he rings here. He sits on the throne of this house. No weapon formed against it shall prosper. 
That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know where all that come from. Okay, let's go back to Second Samuel, chapter number eleven. Second Samuel, chapter number eleven. Show you what happens when we are at ease in Zion. When we're at ease in Zion. Show you what happens when we're at ease in Zion, at ease in Jerusalem. Out of position when we're supposed to be on the battlefield, when we're supposed to be leading. Second Samuel chapter 11, begin reading at verse number 2. It says, and it came to pass in an evening tide. That means it was approaching darkness. That David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. When we are out of position and when we are at a place of ease, there are hidden pitfalls that we will end up. Falling into when we are not where we're supposed to be at battle. Satan never lays down his weapon nor his tools. He's there all the time. Verse 3 says, And David sat and inquired after the woman and was said, And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Verse 4 says, and David sent messengers, and he took her, and she came in unto him, and he lay with her. For she was purified from her uncleanliness, and she returned unto her house. The last verse, verse 5 says, and the woman conceived and sent and told David and said, I am with child. You see, when you're out of position, when you're not where you're supposed to be as kings and priests on the battlefield, you'll burst some things in your flesh. And those very things that you birthed in your flesh will come back and haunt you. Because, see, he was supposed to have been leading the battle. He was called, he was the king of Judah. He was supposed to go out first. He was carrying that anointing. But he felt like he could take a break. Be at ease in Jerusalem. And because he took that break, it cost him. It allowed his flesh to get the better of him, and he began to see and take on things that was not of God. See, that's what happens when we are not on the battlefield, leading the way. Springtime. Springtime, when kings, kings go to battle, have we taken a break? Are we still on the battlefield for the Lord? Springtime, when kings go to battle. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 I can only give you 